2: So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,
4: Welcome to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. I'm Femi Abebefe coming to you from the Circa Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. And I'm riding along with my man. We did it yesterday, so we might as well run it back. Adam Candy over at Mandalay Bay holding things down a little closer to the Strip. Adam, we got a pack show. We have NFL preseason. We have the BMW championship going on. We've got baseball college football week one previews. We got all those lines ready to rock and roll. Adam, how you feeling today? What are you sweating? What's on your betting card this Sunday afternoon?
5: Well, the great thing, Femi, is that I came back today because you were my good luck charm yesterday. Uh, It ended up being a very nice Saturday. We rode together on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, That was no sweat whatsoever. Um, Both my college unders came in. Uh, The in-game obviously did not work out. And today got a couple of uh, NFL teasers going, and then we'll talk a little bit more uh, about the baseball as we go along.
4: Yeah, you mentioned it was a good day for you. It was a good day for me as well. The Seattle Seahawks, I had them minus three and a half, got that one early. That line closed six as they were hosting the L.A. Chargers. Seahawks win 27 nothing. So it was one of those wire-to-wire covers, no sweat winners as well. Almost had the Chicago Bears against the Tennessee Titans. I had Chicago laying three. They were up by four, or rather they were going to go up by four, but Matt Nagy decided when they got up three to go for two, for some reason, I know it's the preseason. So he was probably working on his two point conversion package, trying to make it a five point game inexplicably. And that cost me a winner out there in Nashville. So I ended up pushing, so I can't be too mad since it wasn't a loss, but would have been an even better Saturday evening for me. If uh, the bears were able to cover that three point spread, but We're not going to look too back or look back much further. We're going to look ahead to what's going on here. We also talk in NFL week one, two weeks away, Adam, from the first Sunday of the NFL regular season. I'm absolutely fired up for it. But first, NFL news. There's been quite a bit of it, Adam. I'm not sure if you've been keeping track of all the news and notes that have been coming out all throughout this morning and into this afternoon. But, I mean, starting off with the Ravens, I mean, we talked about it was a no-sweat winner, but the Ravens, they continued their winning ways in the preseason but lost – Their star running back in J.K. Dobbins, our Michael Lombardi, reported on the Lombardi line earlier this morning that it was an ACL for Dobbins. And ESPN's Adam Schefter and all the other insiders ended up confirming that later on in the morning that J.K. Dobbins, the second year running back for the Baltimore Ravens, is indeed out for the regular season.
5: You know, this goes back to the argument that we've heard over and over again from head coaches as the preseason has shortened that they don't want to risk these injuries. And while having Lamar Jackson increases the value of any running back, J.K. Dobbins in particular was really, really good last year. Uh, One of the highest success rates in all of the NFL by football outsiders metrics in terms of did they give him the ball and did he get past the line? Did he accomplish uh, some level of positive yardage? Very hard to stuff. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I thought, was a guy who had a chance to break out this year. I don't know that I'm devaluing the Ravens too, too much quite yet. Uh, Obviously, they allowed that running back depth to lapse a little bit with Mark Ingram leaving. But we saw just recently with the Rams and the Patriots that it is possible to trade for a running back, especially right now as we're going to be getting close to cutdown day coming on Tuesday. There should be some depth available for the Ravens to fill it out.
4: Yeah, Adam, that was going to be my next question to you is how much do you downgrade them, if at all? doesn't sound like you'll be doing that too much. You mentioned how productive Dobbins was, and he was expected to have that breakout year, but he will be on the shelf with an injury for the rest of the 2021 season. We won't see him until 2022, but the Ravens, they have a little bit of depth at running back not a whole lot though we were expecting the Dobbins Gus Edwards kind of one-two punch now it's going to be up to Gus Edwards but you did mention that they're likely to maybe make a move for a veteran running back with cut down day looming I believe that's on Tuesday I know earlier this summer they did bring in Todd Gurley for a visit so I don't know if they maybe go back to that well and call Todd Gurley I mean I know Todd Gurley in 2021 doesn't really inspire much confidence but he is a veteran running back who has a lot of experience and maybe can at least alleviate some of those carries from Gus Edwards, who hasn't really ever carried the load as an RB one in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see how the Ravens play this right now, because it's Gus Edwards, it's Justice Hill and Tyson Williams, who were behind J.K. Dobbins there. So a devastating injury to the Baltimore Ravens. Also more news and notes along this NFL, because it's been a, we're two weeks away from the regular season. So it's been a lot of jam packed information coming our way as we wrap up the preseason well welcome to the green zone presented by bet mgm as we reset the table here i'm femi bebefe coming to you from circus sportsbook in downtown las vegas riding along once again with my man adam candy out at mandalay bay and adam we have mlb we have nfl college football week one on the horizon the bmw championship wrapping up i'm sweating out patrick Cantley, bryson dechambeau i i took a little hedge on one guy i'll, I'll tell you who that was in a little bit later but We got to start with these NFL injury notes. You mentioned J.K. Dobbins, how it's not much of a downgrade for this Baltimore Ravens team here, but a devastating injury nonetheless because he was expected to have that breakout season over there in Baltimore. They're a Super Bowl contender. You know, you can find them around 14 to 1, 15 to 1, wherever you do your shopping there, but Baltimore now without running back number one. Another injury that rocked an AFC team, the Indianapolis Colts can't seem to stay healthy. This has been the training camp and just preseason of a nightmare for the Colts, as we just learned today that wide receiver, veteran wide receiver T.Y. Hilton suffered a back and neck injury during practice on Wednesday. So Hilton now is expected to be out for the early portion of the season. We don't know how long he'll be missing, but we do know that he will at least miss that first game of the season against the Seattle Seahawks. And when you look at that schedule, Adam, this is a very difficult schedule for the Baltimore Ravens or for the rather the Indianapolis Colts to start off this 2021 season. I mean, I'm not sure they're going to be favored in any one of those first five games to start off this 2021 campaign.
5: Well, especially not with the injuries now, Femi. And I think the other one that's worth mentioning, uh, Sam Tevi, who was filling in at left tackle as they wait for Eric Fisher to continue his recap, uh, rehab from the Achilles injury that he had. Uh, they lost him as well to a season-ending ACL injury. So now you're looking at the left side of this line and realizing Anthony Costanza retired, Eric Fisher's not quite ready yet, Sam Tevy is hurt. So the pressure only increases, as you mentioned, with the T.Y. Hilton injury. Look, Carson Wentz needs all the help he can get. And when I look and see left side of the line potentially in trouble with Quentin Nelson still recovering from injury, and now T.Y. Hilton out, uh, Frank Reich's going to have to work some miracles with what he has in the early part of this season.
4: Yeah. You mentioned the Sam Tevi injury and it feels like Carson Wentz went to Indianapolis because that was the one thing that they were great at was offensive line. Cause we saw what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line last year. Wentz having his worst career year uh, in 2020 there. And now we're seeing this Indianapolis offensive line kind of fall apart. So Carson Wentz is looking around wondering, "said Hey, can I get some help up front here? And it sounds like it will be a banged up front five for him at least to start off the season. But Going back to T.Y. Hilton, this is a guy, he led the Colts in targets, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns last year. That's going to put the impetus on a guy like second-year wide receiver Michael Pittman, also former Ohio State run uh, wide receiver Paris Campbell. Those two guys are probably going to have to carry this load here. And for a season outlook, Adam, how are you feeling about this Colts team? Because like I said, they're probably going to be underdogs the first five weeks of the season. Now, I know the schedule gets a little easier after that stretch, But at least while they're most injured, they're going to be playing some really good teams, playoff contenders, and it it, it doesn't look like they're going to get off to a pretty good start
5: here. It's going to be difficult. It's going to rely a lot on the running game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was one of the better backs in the league last year, expected in the second year to take a step forward that line's going to have to help out and we know it's still one of the best in the NFL even with the issues on the left side if they get Quentin Nelson back healthy now you talk about those first five weeks Seahawks Rams Titans Dolphins Ravens Um, tell you what Titans were my pick from the start Um, you can go back a couple of months I've been talking up the fact that I still believe the Titans offense is the best of any individual unit, offense or defense, in that AFC South. Uh, You can make a case for the Colts' defense as well, but that Titans offense, as long as they have Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and now you add Julio Jones to the mix alongside A.J. Brown, I think that Titans offense is going to be able to control tempo, control games, as long as Todd Downing does not screw it up the way he did with the Raiders over the last time he was an offensive coordinator, then I think the the Titans are the favorite in the AFC South.
4: Would you advise betting the titans now or is the kind of the value gone a little bit i don't don't know if how the odds shifted once ty hilton uh the news came out that he was going to miss the first portion of the season but how would you play the maybe the division odds with this news coming down here this morning
5: well i think the last that we saw was uh titans plus 140 to win the division that feels about right to me. Uh, There are still significant questions on the defensive side of the ball for Tennessee. Uh, They add Bud Dupree from Pittsburgh and hope that he can fix some of the pass rush issues because they were not able to get to the quarterback at all last year. Uh, Overall, Tennessee to me is a team that is going to be able to dominate offensively enough to get the job done in that weak division.
4: Yeah, we're seeing that the line moved for the Colts and Seahawks game. Indianapolis hosting that one week one. It was sitting at one and a half or maybe even one in some spots all of yesterday. Now it's two and a half at a lot of spots here on the board that I'm looking at here. Maybe you might be able to find a one and a half at a prominent uh, book here, but I'm seeing two and a half with that total at 48 and a half, sometimes 49. So clearly T.Y. Hilton being out matters, and it matters to the point spread here as the Seahawks, once again, it feels like we're b- bouncing around. We talked about it yesterday with the Seahawks-Colts line. The Colts were three-point favorites at one point when the schedule first got released. Then the Seahawks went to three-point favorites when the Wentz and Nelson injury news came out. Then it went back down to a pick em one, one and a half. Now here we are back again at two and a half. There maybe a teaser leg there if you like the home team getting eight and a half if you use that in a six-point teaser. But more injury news this one out of the NFC, though the Minnesota Vikings. We know they have a plethora of pass catchers with Adam Phelan, Justin Jefferson. But we just got word about an hour ago that the Titans, or rather the Vikings, tight end Irv Smith Jr. expected to be tight end one is going to undergo meniscus surgery. So Irv Smith Jr. is going to have meniscus surgery that will keep him out for the early portion of the season. That was reported by NFL Network's Tom Pellicero. Now there's no timetable in terms of weeks. There's no time frame right there. But Irv Smith Jr. now will be out. So the Minnesota Vikings will be without one of their – premier pass catchers at least their top three pass catchers with smith on the sidelines with a knee there they start the season with the cincinnati Bengals. adam right now they're three and a half point favorites that was the line yesterday that continues to be the line so i don't know if we'll see any real movement there off of this injury news but how do you think that's going to factor into this vikings offense with their tight end number one now being sidelined at least for the early going of this regular season
5: just to jump back quickly before i talk about irv smith i mean to finish your point um on the seahawks and the colts that one and a half to two and a half not really that significant a move until it crosses three i would say about that though uh, there are a couple of 49 and a half still on the board for that game I have enough questions about the Colts offense that I would be inclined to be looking at under in that game. That's a good point. We know that Pete Carroll wants to run the ball. We know that this Colts offense is probably going to be in a feeling out process to some degree. Also, we didn't even mention Sam Ellinger is out for six to eight weeks for the Colts. So if Carson Wentz were not able to go or if he aggravated that injury at all during Game uh, 1 for Indianapolis, then you'd be looking at Jacob Eason coming in. Now we talk about this Minnesota Vikings offense. I'm not worried about the Vikings offense losing Irv Smith because... As Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson have gotten more rhythm going, they haven't been as reliant on the tight end as they were when Kyle Rudolph was really prominent for them. Uh, what I would say about the Vikings overall is that this defense has to improve, and that's where I'd be concerned about the Titans more than anything else. Uh, excuse me, the Vikings more than anything else is that the defense did not get after the passer at all last year. They get Daniel Hunter back. They've tried to upgrade and work around what they have with their Kendricks and Harrison Smith at those second and third levels of the defense. But in the end, I think it's about two things. It's about can this defense improve and Can the offensive line take some steps forward? Despite the fact that Dalvin Cook was as good as he was last year, uh, a large percentage of his yards came after contact. So Kirk Cousins will need to be able to utilize both the run game and those guys on the outside as they try to replace Irv Smith.
4: Yeah, you're looking at the schedule there, and we have the odds for the NFC North Vikings right now three to one. We know we saw a lot of Vikings kind of momentum when there was the Aaron Rodgers uncertainty there, but now that Rodgers is back, the Packers are once again established as the odds-on favorite to win the division in the North there. But in terms of the schedule, though, the Vikings that game against the Bengals it's a three and a half point spread, so they're obviously expected to win that game, but it could be tricky. Now we're not going to know what we're going to get from Joe Burrow. We're going to see Joe Burrow for the first time this afternoon. If he's a little rusty, I can see where the Vikings maybe might get let off the hook. They're playing a a Bengals team that's not as talented as they are. But if Burrow looks great, the Bengals could be live in that game. You never know there. And then they have a tricky one after that. So they start the season with two road games at Cincinnati and then at Arizona, which you never want to play Arizona, especially out there. In September, it's always hot, and then you have Kyler Murray running around. That could give them some problems. The defense that you said has a lot of question marks entering the season, and then the two home games are against teams that are playoff teams. You're facing Russell Wilson, who is an excellent quarterback, one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL, and then in week four, you're home against Cleveland, probably maybe top to bottom, the most talented roster in the league. So it, it could also be a shaky start for this Minnesota team when you look at those first four games. And if you're not going to be at full strength, and I know Irv Smith is not going to maybe matter that much to the offense. It obviously would be nice to have them from their perspective, but they still have Thielen, they still have Jefferson. But maybe it's a tricky first start of the season here when at first glance looked like the Vikings would at least be able to get out of their two and two.
5: I agree with you, Femi. And I think right now, if you made me bet on that week one game, I would take the points at home. With Cincinnati as you mentioned we will get a look at Joe Burrow uh, Zach Taylor said it's not going to be long uh, it's gonna be a limited number of snaps for Joe Burrow and the offense but Joe Burrow was pushing hard for this Joe Burrow wanted to get on the field at least a little bit in the preseason and get some confidence back in that reconstructed knee uh, they need to see that they need to see the connection with Jamar Chase Jamar Chase had three drops uh, through the early part of his preseason so this is an offense trying to work in some new offensive linemen as well they have a lot of moving parts in cincinnati that being said it is a team that is going to be live i think all season long i think this is going to be a, a dog that you're going to have to take a look at over and over again throughout the year because the fact that even 80 percent of joe burrow is better than a lot of the quarterbacks out there in the nfl
4: yeah that'll certainly be one to look at there that's since he like you said they could since he plus the points i mean that, that's one that keeps looking at me i'm I want to see Bro first, so I don't know what we'll be able to glean from today's action. Like you mentioned, Zach Taylor said it will be in limited fashion, so I'm not expecting anything more than two series, depending on how the first series goes. But it'll be good to at least see him out there moving around, seeing if he's comfortable with that knee after he was knocked out of the regular season then week 11, I believe it was, against the Washington football team um, in 2020. But but we have some in-progress games happening right now. One game in particular, I actually have a bet on it. I bet Jacksonville minus three and a half they're on the road against the Dallas Cowboys there. Dallas said they're not playing any of the starters, and they told the truth. We didn't see Dak Prescott. Uh, we sh- weren't really expecting to see him after the shoulder strain and the, the limited kind of load managing he's been doing throughout training camp. But we, none of the Dallas number ones really played the offensive line or the skill guys. Uh, the defense also didn't really play any of their number ones as well. And we did see Trevor Lawrence for a couple series in Lawrence was fantastic. 11 of 12 for 139 yards, two touchdowns. The Jacksonville Jaguars lead right now, 24 to seven with two seventeen left to go in the third quarter. So, so far, so good. Uh, The Cowboys are playing Ben DiNucci. It's part of my model all through throughout preseason has been fade Ben DiNucci and it's worked out for me twice. I faded him in Arizona when they took on the Cardinals and I faded him last week when they were hosting the Houston Texans. Both of those were winners. And uh, it looks like we have a potential winner on our hands here, but still a lot of football left to be played. As you look at some of the odds in the live line right now, Jacksonville laying 16 and a half. If you want to entertain that or be interested in that bet, um, I'm not sure if I would recommend that, but the total sitting at 40 and a half, this one closed 36, I believe. So we're seeing some of that bounce back, that regression to the overs right there. The overs, I believe, 7-3 and through the first 10 games of this preseason week number three there. So this one trending to go over that total of 36 there. But, uh, Adam, I don't know if you've been able to watch or how many snaps you've seen, but any takeaways from from, uh, Jacksonville's really good start? I know Dallas played twos and threes, but Trevor Lawrence, he looked sharp nonetheless.
5: Right now with Jacksonville, all I'm looking to see is Do they look like they have some sort of offensive rhythm? Because Urban Meyer has been clear in the way he's called throughout this preseason. They're not going to show what they have. And the Travis Etienne injury screws things up for them fairly significantly, might end up being more opportunity for Labiska Chenault in his second year to get more gadget opportunities, to get more chances to catch and carry. But I'm not really going to take a lot out of it. We know Trevor Lawrence has this ability. As you mentioned, Dallas Mike McCarthy really said that the only thing he was going to do in this game was try to figure out who his backup quarterback was going to be, whether you're looking at, uh, at Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert or your man, Gucci DiNucci. uh for the <laughs> my Jacksonville Jaguars. All I want to see right now is, do they look like they have a little bit of flow? They obviously do. I think you were on the right side of that bet. It moved out to four, four and a half on the news that Dallas would be sitting a lot of its players. And as you mentioned, uh, it certainly has, as we've seen starters go a little bit longer in some cases, trended more toward the over in this week three of the preseason.
4: Yeah, Jacksonville's quarterbacks have had a pretty good day. They're 25 of 33 when you put up the totals all together. They're 319 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. That was thrown by C.J. Beathard. But Jake Root-Luton-Tooten, uh, he was 9 of 11 94 yards and a touchdown he's in right now for the Jacks. He actually got a lot of uh, season experience last year with the whole jags Minshew and glennon There were it was musical chairs who was playing quarterback for the jaguars last season there but you mentioned ben dinucci who is in right now one of two for 15 yards uh cooper rush was four of eight for 16 garrett gilbert was nine of 16 for 87 yards and a touchdown so jacksonville Looks like at least a credible team, but once again, going up against the Dallas number twos and threes here in the preseason, but we have quite a bit of preseason action coming up at the one o'clock hour. We'll dive into those games a little on in this hour to get you set and previewed any last second plays side or total that we might have. We'll let you know here, but the Dolphins taking on the Bengals like we mentioned Joe Burrow expected to get his preseason debut Raiders our Las Vegas Raiders taking on the San Francisco 49ers out in Santa Clara also the Patriots and Giants later on this afternoon, as well as the Browns and Falcons, which will be the final preseason game of 2021 that one a sunday night football game so get you used to that sunday night football football night in america kind of action that's coming up here in a couple weeks with the regular season just two weeks away but hey we're going to take our first quick break here but on the other side we're going to get you updated with what's going on in owings mills maryland the bmw championship part of the fedex cup playoffs plus the mlb slate that's going on here today on this sunday afternoon you're watching the green zone presented by pet
2: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development.
4: football season just around the corner it's time to get into betmgm sports nevada premier sports betting app betmgm has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting boosted odds specials and much more download the betmgm app today and stop by any mgm casino on the strip With your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is the green zone presented by Bet MGM. I'm Femi Bebefay coming to you from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm alongside Adam Candy out at the Mandalay Bay. Adam, we had the Cornhusker fans there last or yesterday afternoon rather, and they were rowdy until it got bad. I don't know what's the scene like out there uh, this uh, afternoon here on a Sunday.
5: A little quieter atmosphere uh, out here on Sunday. I'm sure that by the time we hit Labor Day weekend next weekend, then a week after that, we'll have NFL Week 1, and it will be standing room only here at Mandalay Bay. And uh, the day after that, Las Vegas Raiders open on Monday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens, and good luck finding a place around here at that time.
4: Yeah, I think uh, seats will be limited. Let's just say that Labor Day weekend also. That's going to be a wild one next weekend, but it will be fun nonetheless here. But we want to touch on the BMW Championship, but before then, let's get to some of the scores around Major League Baseball here. And one that really jumps out to me is the Atlanta Braves. They lead the San Francisco Giants 3-0 in the bottom of the sixth, of course, The Giants trying to stave off the Los Angeles Dodgers in the NL West. The Dodgers, they're playing the Rockies later on this afternoon. That one is a uh, first pitch around 1 o'clock there. So the Dodgers would love nothing more than the Atlanta Braves to help them out and do them a favor in the NL West race. Also of note, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're taking care of business against the Baltimore Orioles 10-6. The Philadelphia Phillies, of course, taking on the arizona diamondbacks they lead this one 5-1 in the top of the seventh right now the diamondbacks one of the worst road teams in major league baseball probably the worst road team there um, as they lead it 5-1 and then over in pittsburgh the st louis cardinals lead the pittsburgh pirates three one in the bottom of the seventh so we're seeing some of these nl wildcard teams trying to They know that it's time to win some games. They can't afford to drop any, and I'm sure they are absolutely loving what is happening in Miami right now because the Miami Marlins lead the Cincinnati Reds 2-0. The Reds, of course, have that slim lead in the NL wildcard race. They lead the Padres by two games. San Diego's off tonight, but I'm sure those other teams, whether it be St. Louis, Philadelphia, or even the New York Mets, who seem like a long shot to get the wild card right now, would love nothing more than the Marlins to give them a big favor and take down the Cincinnati Reds. So we'll, of course, keep you updated and preview some of those one o'clock games later on in this hour. But let's get over to Owings Mills, Maryland. And Adam, the BMW Championship's on right now. I'm sweating out Cantlay and DeShambeau. And right now, when you look at the leaderboard, Patrick Cantlay leads this thing by one stroke on Deshambo. So I'm in a great spot right here. I, I can't lay the, the closest guy to those two is sung jm at 20 under so so right now i'm in a decent spot but adam we talked about hedging a little bit yesterday i took a little bit of piece of john rom just because i was so scared of him now rom hasn't played well at all today he's just one under right now so he's eight strokes back of the lead so i don't think i'm gonna have to worry about him here but uh what are you looking at here on this leaderboard and, and did you make any in plays uh before this final round got underway
5: I didn't, Femi, but I would say this. I'm looking at the statistics here today versus yesterday. Patrick Cantlay had a weirdly bad day putting after having more than 11 strokes gained putting over the first two rounds. Actually, it was under yesterday in the negative. uh, Already over one for today. Birdied four of his first five, seems to be playing at the top of his game here thus far today. A little better with the putter than Bryson at the moment, reflected in the odds. Uh, I want to double-check I get you the most recent number here. Patrick Cantley, minus 125. Bryson DeChambeau, plus 110.
4: Yeah, DeChambeau, he birdied the first hole. He has three birdies today. He birdied four and birdied number six there. A bogey-free round for both guys right there. It's- It felt like it was Deshambles, Cantlay, and Rom yesterday. Now it feels like it's a two horse race. But Sung J M, uh, he's just uh, a hole ahead of them right now, but he's playing uh, two under as of right now. When I look at the leaderboard, he bogeyed six. So that kind of took some of the sales out of his momentum but we'll see how this one unfolds obviously monitoring it uh it's looking like it could be a potentially nice day for yours truly hopefully that comes to fruition here with Cantley and DeChambeau atop the leaderboard at the BMW Championship out in Owings Mills Maryland but we're gonna take another quick break here on the other side let's talk a little more preseason football and preview some of the games that we have here on tap later on this afternoon you are watching the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. has kicked off it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the vcin pro football betting guide the guide is only $19.99 and available now our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards sign up for vcin all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe it is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe coming to you from Circus Sportsbook. Adam Candy is out at the Mandalay Bay. And Adam, we, we've got some NFL preseason we have to get to right now. I have a in-progress game going on down in Dallas. Laid the points with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got it at minus three and a half. I believe it closed four. And the Jaguars now are making a mockery out of a third and goal opportunity. So it looks like they'll have to settle for a field goal. I was thinking that was going to go up. 31-7, I'll have to settle probably for 27-7, to but it's all good nonetheless down there in Jerry World, as it looks like, hopefully, now there's about 10 minutes to go in this game, Eight nineteen to go, that the Jacksonville Jaguars will get the cover for me. I don't know if, uh, I don't think there's any in-game situations that we can go through with this one, maybe the total perhaps, but uh, people are sweating that total, that close, at 36, definitely
5: absolutely they are and they uh, they're probably happy with that mockery if they have the under in this one which has been the trend for the first couple of weeks uh 23 and 8 but obviously as you mentioned earlier uh just three games have gone under thus far this week you mentioned games we have coming up got the raiders and the 49ers going uh both sides of that game are going to have some key players sitting out raiders didn't bring a lot of their defense with them uh on the San Francisco side, Nick Bosa, D. Ford, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams will all be sitting out today.
4: Yeah, that game right now, you look at the line, it's five and a half in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. 36 is the total. Now, And in researching the game earlier this morning, Kyle Shanahan, he's going to play Jimmy Garoppolo. And to me, it almost feels like, this Jimmy Garoppolo thing is just that he doesn't want to tip his hand in terms of who is the starter, because if you sit Jimmy Garoppolo today, that's pretty much telling everybody that he's your week one starter for the game against the Detroit lions. So Jimmy Garoppolo will start and will have a mix in of Trey Lance, which I'm sh- assuming will be how they kind of play things out during the season with Lance kind of, doing the Trey Lance package or whatever they're uh, cooking up out there in San Francisco. But I I know you mentioned that you have been teasing some of these preseason games. Is is this a game that you tease? I know with teasing that total uh, that total up to maybe get in on the under there.
5: You are absolutely right. Femi, Uh, I actually got this at five before it got to five and a half. So not the absolute best of the number, but Raiders catching 11 with this game teased upward uh, to the under as well thing about John Gruden is he doesn't have a quarterback so bad to put in this game that I worry the Raiders won't be able to do anything offensively. They gave Nathan Peterman 39 snaps in a game not that long ago. Uh, Marcus Mariota is still questionable. Not sure what they'll get out of him today. But John Gruden's going to have at least capable quarterback play in this game all the way throughout. Raiders are only carrying three. Yeah,
4: the Raiders, uh, John, and they've won quite a bit of preseason games under – John Gruden, they won that that goal line stand that they had preventing a two point conversion against the Los Angeles Rams last Saturday. They, of course, then demolished the Seahawks in week one of the preseason. We talked about this game earlier in earlier in the hour, rather in the the Dolphins and the Bengals right now, Cincinnati laying two points last check with a total of 36. And that is indeed the current odds there. Bengals favored by two at home with a total of 36. Joe Burrow will make his preseason debut in that game. The Dolphins likely to sit their starters. Maybe Jacoby Brissett plays uh, an extensive amount of time there, but we will not see Tua Tongo by Loa. They're going to try, like you mentioned, to get Jamar Chase involved because he's had some struggles during this preseason. Any value you see here with the, the, the Bengals laying two in the total of 36, Adam?
5: I mean, no, the move has all been to Cincinnati, Femi. uh, Something I would suggest following at Visa.com is Chris Andrews from the South Point Sportsbook gives his breakdown of what the line movement has been like. And right now, you can learn a lot from that with these NFL preseason games as this actually opened with Miami. laying a couple of points. The quick move was to Cincinnati. Uh, The quick move also up uh on this game sitting 36 and a half south point opened it uh, i believe at 33 and a half so the move has been all upward uh with joe burrow going to get a little bit of time in this one again a little bit of time as you mentioned and no two on the other side for the dolphins
4: yeah and the game that we just mentioned between the raiders and 49ers we just saw circa just went to six here in favor of the 49ers so i think at most places it's five and a half circa now has 49ers minus six there so Uh, it's interesting to see how the 49ers play this one out the Raiders like you mentioned won't be playing any of their starters San Francisco I'm sure is gonna want to get more looks for Trey Lance because he needs that experience after only playing one game for North Dakota State last year in 2020 due to COVID so Trey Lance hasn't played a lot of football as of late and hasn't played consistently since 2019 so look for Trey Lance to probably get a quite a bit of time in this preseason finale in the three o'clock game Out in the Meadowlands, the New England Patriots taking on the New York Giants Patriots. Right now, laying three on the road with a total of 36. Now, this is one that we expect to see starters from both sides in that first half. I know Joe Judge said that Daniel Jones will be playing in this game, so he'll be making his preseason debut. And I think we're going to see quite a bit of those. I know we're not going to see Saquon Barkley or Kenny Galladay as those guys are coming back from injuries. Barkley, of course, the torn ACL that he suffered last September. It sounds like he's. About ready to go for the regular season, but they don't want to take any chances and play him in this preseason game. As for New England, it was a a weird week at quarterback. Cam Newton had the COVID misunderstanding is what they were calling it, where he missed five days of practice time. He's expected to play today, as will Mac Jones. So both guys will get extended time in the first half there, maybe even playing into the second half. How do you approach this one? Maybe an overlook? I mean, I'm seeing 35 and a half or 36 because we're going to get some pretty solid quarterback play at least for a half here, Adam.
5: So interestingly, New England opened three and a half at the south point. Uh, Quickly, the money came in on the Giants to move that down. Uh, At one point, even flashing two and a half. But uh, at this point, I probably would avoid this thing entirely uh the giants as you mentioned daniel jones might play even most of the first half today for new york and on the other side plenty of questions as to how long cam newton will go how long mac jones will be in the game these teams actually just went through joint practices earlier this week and i think the coaches got a lot of what they wanted out of those joint practices, including Saquon Barkley getting on the field and getting some of his more significant reps that we've seen as he's come back from that ACL injury. They've really babied him. Giants have a number of injuries as well. Dory Jackson is out for them. Uh, the wide receiving cores you mentioned, banged up as well.
4: Uh, real quick, Adam, anything on Cleveland and Atlanta, the Sunday night football game, Browns laying six Falcons uh, with the Falcons and then a total of 36. I know Baker Mayfield will make his debut tonight.
5: I am going with another teaser on this one. We can talk about that a little bit more in a minute.
4: All right, we will touch on that game. But first, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Don't go anywhere. We'll get you caught up on what's going on in the MLB slate as we approach those 1 o'clock first pitches here. You're watching The Green Zone, presented by MGM. with BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using code BEASIN100 and win $100 and free bets when you place a $1 Moneyline Wager on the Yankees or Athletics and either team hits a home run. BetMGM is always ready to help you turn big plays into major paydays. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to betmgm.com using code bsin 100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on the Yankees or Athletics and either team hits a home run. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is the bed mgm or rather the green zone presented by bed mdm ephemia bebefe coming to you from circus sportsbook with adam candy out at the mandalay bay and adam we've got a nice baseball slate here a lot of the games were played before or rather got underway before we got on the air here but we have three games that we want to touch on as people get close to making those bets maybe it might be a money line better on the on the total here so let's start off with the game in the NL West i mentioned how the San Francisco Giants were trailing the Atlanta Braves out there in Atlanta so a chance for the Dodgers perhaps to gain a game in that NL West division they'll have Julio Urías on the mound today as they are a minus 270 favorite against the Colorado Rockies who are plus 220 Dodgers of course have won 17 of their last 20 they're the most talented team in baseball and Adam, we talked yesterday about some of these teams, these longer dogs who might mail it in here. Is this a spot where you kind of pick on a Colorado Rockies team?
5: I think there's always an opportunity to pick on the Colorado Rockies when they're on the road. Um, Julio Urias has come back from the injured list and not really missed a beat. Uh, ERA sub three whip around one strikeout inning for Julio Urias as he's come back. on the other side of this, Antonio Senzatella, there are some Dodgers with some really strong history against him. Now, you got to be careful when you're looking at batter versus pitcher history when you're talking about the Rockies because those stats can be skewed uh, with what happens at Coors Field. However, I like to use StatCast data, especially for guys where we have some more recent history. Uh, you know who's been really good? against Antonio a Corey Seager, who's having a pretty good season in the first place. Nine for 19, three homers, pair of doubles. But as I said, I want to use the StatCast data. Expected batting average of 320. Expected slugging of 643. And the actual slugging has been over 1,000 for Corey Seager. So he's projected today to... 0.29 doubles, 0.24 home runs by sim Why do I bring up those really nerdy, wonky numbers? Because they give you a little bit of an advantage when you look at if you want to play some micro markets on Corey Seager today. He's plus 325 to double, plus 310 to homer, plus 165 to go over 1.5 hits, plus uh, I should say minus 115 to go over 1.5 total bases a little more aggressive play would be the plus 325 on the double i think you have a little bit of value on that as well if you want to be a little bit safer over one and a half on the total basis lets you get there with the double or by getting a couple of hits against sensatella for me i would rather get involved that way than try to find anything to pair the dodgers with in this later slate of uh, just three games
4: and, and adam it looked like julio urias was the initial Project starter here, but actually checking as as of late here, it's going to be right-handed pitcher Mitch White, who is on the bump for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Does that change anything in the way you handicap it here? Or are you just comfortable going up against this Rockies team?
5: Yeah, I mean for me, that's kind of why I'm sticking to something that's a little bit smaller within this game um, for the Dodgers, throwing Mitch White instead of Urias. That obviously changes the equation a bit, um, and also. Something always to keep in mind when you're betting baseball. If you liked the Dodgers because you liked Urias, make sure you are betting listed pitchers and don't just bet action. If the book doesn't give you the option to do that, I would suggest looking for a different book to be playing your baseball because in a game like this, it does make a fair amount of difference whether you're getting an A1 starter like Urias or getting Mitch White who does not have nearly as much history.
4: Yeah, that's a great point to to bring up there, Adam. The total is sitting at nine right now. Uh is that intriguing to you any with the with the pitching change there or 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 you just kind of stick to maybe some of those props there like you mentioned earlier.
5: Think of it is when you're talking about playing totals in major league baseball. If you're talking full game, for me this year unless there is a super super obvious bad number, you're talking overs or nothing because with the extra innings and the way that you can lose your under bets. It has to be first five under or nothing in terms of betting an under for me. Uh, Again, I'm not sure I bet more than one or two full game unders all year long just because of the amount of variance that's involved in catching one of those extra inning games. Like the ridiculous 16-inning Dodgers-Padres game just earlier this week in which it was 1-1 into the 15th and somehow you pushed eight.
4: (laughs) You know what? That's baseball. Sometimes I think there was a, there was a pretty bad beat uh, earlier. I mean, earlier this week in the in Fenway Park there with the Red Sox, a, a grand slam is what was needed to go over there, and that ended up happening as the Red Sox walked it off um, in walk off fashion. There, uh, let's, go, let's go over to the American League. Seattle Mariners they've been reeling as of late, and they really need these wins here. Lost three straight to the Kansas City Royals, but the Mariners are a minus one fifty favorite against the Kansas City Royals marco gonzalez on the mound for the M's. he's won his last four decisions on the mound but these royals like i mentioned they've been pesky they've been playing some great baseball despite being a below 500 team and they're going for a four game sweep against the mariners is this maybe a buy low spot adam on the seattle team who desperately needs a win here to keep up in this al wildcard race
5: I think it might potentially be uh, if I were going to do it, I would do it first five, but the market does not agree. Uh, this game opened with Seattle minus 160 at the south point uh, down to uh, seeing 155 on the board, but I'm seeing live uh, minus 140 on the uh on the Seattle Mariners. Marco Gonzalez is one of those pitchers that's really tough for me to get behind because he doesn't strike anyone out. And when the ball is in play, more bad things can happen to you if that's the team that you're behind. Now, Brady Singer on the other side, a guy with a pedigree, a great arsenal of stuff, but walking nearly four batters per nine. uh, Probably a stay away for me. If you maybe put something down on it, I would probably play Mariners first five
4: yeah i think the the interesting thing for me is when you always try to handicap motivation we asked mike perennial about it at the mandalay bay yesterday and he mentioned how some teams mail it in some teams don't kansas city royals clearly look like a team that despite being way out of the playoff picture are not mailing it in as we approach the end of the regular season and probably the game of the day is gonna be sunday night baseball the national tv game between the new york yankees and the Oakland Athletics Yankees finally had their 13-game win streak snapped yesterday in the Bay Area. So they're going to try to start a new one as they are a minus-145 favorite. Now we're looking at minus-135 on the money line against the Oakland A's, left-hander Jordan Montgomery on the mound for the Pinstripes, and it's right-hander Paul Blackburn on the mound for Oakland here in the Sunday night game. Anything in the national TV game, Adam?
5: It would probably be Yankees or nothing for me. Um, Jordan Montgomery has been pretty good for them since coming back from injuries. A guy whose peripherals all line up uh, with what he's done all season long, he's got an ERA of 3.69. FIP exactly at 3.69. X-FIP uh, normalizing for home run rate up at 4.05. Uh, Yankees have been hitting the ball. Frankie Montas dazzled yesterday, seven shutout innings. Aaron Judge with the home run in the ninth inning to make it a little bit closer. Uh, but right now, the way the Yankees have been going, even yesterday, still a competitive game for them. They have the lead in the wild card. They've supported Montgomery fairly well. Uh, probably Yankees first five is the way that I would be in involved if i were to i don't have a play on this
4: all right well let's let's say another score check in the nfl the dallas cowboys taking on the jacksonville jaguars right now jags were laying three and a half this game has gone over the total the closing total was 36 and we have 41 points on the board and it has been all jags they lead it 34 to 7 so the over now in this preseason week number three eight and three in the first 11 games now we still have some five more games to go later on or four more games rather because we had one canceled between the Cardinals and Saints four more games to go later on this afternoon so we'll see how that plays out but the over has been the story after the unders cashing Adam I mean it's it it was bound to happen but it all came at once here in this week number three this preseason week finale
5: a couple of factors at play, Femi, uh, the books really did not move the lines up based on the first couple of weeks. So we still saw most totals going in the 35-36 range throughout the week. So as you see more first stringers starting to get into the games, you see obviously more potential for points to be scored. Uh, and so now you look and see that you've got these totals that are static and you're getting guys like Baker Mayfield who are going to play tonight. You saw Tom Brady get some run for Tampa Bay uh, and you see that there's obviously much more opportunity on the over.
4: Yeah, it's been a uh, very profitable here in week number 3. The preseason in general has been profitable. Adam, I'm I'm s- sad to see it go almost just because it's just been a nice little information hunt for me, you know, for I was joking uh, earlier with uh, the folks at Primetime Action. I'm way too online, so I see all this information coming as it, as it goes and you know, it's been very nice to keep tabs and, and find some pretty profitable and, and good line value as the kids say. So uh, it's to be another cash winner for me here. So we're at the two-minute warning between the Jags and the Cowboys laying that three-and-a-half with Jacksonville. Uh, like we said, preseason, only four games left. Maybe there'll be some value coming up here in one of these final four contests that's about to take off. A- Adam, are you interested in anything left on this preseason card uh, here in week number three as we wrap things up with the uh, the preseason?
5: Yeah, Femi, just to add to what you said about being too connected first. Uh, I got my usual screen time reminder at nine a.m. on Sunday today. Oh, it's it told bad. me I was it told it's me bad. I was up a half hour this week and I wanted to yell at my phone. Football's here. Of course my screen time is up. Anyway, uh yes. I'm on the I have the same teaser on this one. Uh have the Falcons Falcons pushed up to 11 and a half with the total moved up uh, for the under as well. With the A.J. McCarron injury, Falcons have to figure out who the backup quarterback is going to be. I think you're going to see some decent run uh, for that uh, first and second string offense.
4: You know what? Screen time is up, but our units might also be up as well. So who's really winning? I think it's us, Adam. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break here as our number one of the Green Zone has wrapped up. But on the other side, Will Hill of Point Spread Weekly is going to join us. Talk a little MLB and a lot of NFL here as we approach the regular season. Don't go away. You are watching The Green Zone, presented by BetMGM.
2: So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
0: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder.